Welcome to Shortcuts to Mastery. I'm your host, Maria Henning, and in my universe, life is for growth and time is for bending. So hop in, my friend, buckle up, and let's get into it. What's up, my friend? Welcome to another episode of Shortcuts to Mastery. I am so excited you're here. We are getting into one of the systems that has formed the foundation of my life and business over the last two years, human design. When I envisioned the podcast, I always wanted to start with this episode, human design, and then the Gene Keys episode as the second and third episodes because I needed, I'm, I'm very much in my life, a context giver, context provider. And throughout the rest of this podcast and all of my body of work, these two systems, these two schools of thought and, and yeah, systems and, and teachings form the basis of everything I'm going to talk about. And so it would be unfair if I didn't give you a great foundational place to start to understand not only what these systems are about, what these teachings really bring to us, but also my perspective on them and, and also how I came to learn them and experience them and, and the difference that they've made in my life. So this episode is going to be all about human design. I wanted to start with human design first, not only because that's, you know, how I think about it, but it's also because human design actually came first in terms of chronologically when these when these systems were downloaded and given to us. So Gene Keys came after human design. So I'm going to give you a little bit of that backstory, history, um, foundational context of, you know, where these systems come from and, and how they came to pass. And we're going to start with human design, which is going to be really exciting. So very much a teachable episode, really great one to come back to, even if you're new or even if you have been seasoned, you're a seasoned veteran in the world of human design, it could be interesting to hear another um, teacher's take on it. And this is also great to send to your friend or family member who is curious about this. Um, my interest is in making this stuff understandable. There is a lot of jargon in both of these systems, and I'm going to, you know, I was about to say the word complain. I meant uh, compare and contrast. There's a lot of jargon. There's a lot of vocabulary, and we're going to keep it simple, understandable, and applicable for the modern human who wants to use these systems in their life in a in a practical way and doesn't necessarily want to, um, you know, dedicate their life to it like me or something uh, in order to understand it. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Super excited. Let's get into it. So what is human design? Human design is a system that is a synthesis of a few other systems, whereby the result of that synthesis gives us a very clear, very detailed manual of how our energy works, how our human was designed, human design. Um, the, the, the type of information that we get from our human design is extremely practical, specifically, how can we best make decisions that are aligned for us? How can we best use our energy? We can get really deep into the body, how you're best designed to take in information or or food or what environments are best for you. There's just a lot of information, but we're specifically talking about the human, the body, the your energy, how you work. So when we think about the difference between human design and gene keys, in the human design system, we are focused on the human and how that physical vehicle works and how it was designed. It's super practical. It's a little bit more of like a masculine system. There's a lot of information. And then Gene Keys is more of like a map of the journey that you're going to go on and the challenges and, and breakthroughs that you're going to experience. So more about your, your experience and human design is more about your 
energy and how you're designed. Something I love about the human design system is that the official subtitle of the system is the science of differentiation, because it really is a science, like in the sense that it's so um, in depth, it's so calculated. And the result of those calculations and, and, and the result of our chart just shows us how ridiculously unique we are. There is some number that is calculatable um, that I don't know right now off the top of my head that shows you the odds of getting the design that you have. And it's like, again, some ridiculously low number. Um, you are one of one, one of a kind. And human design is a amazingly validating system to show you exactly how unique you are and, and how how you don't, are not designed to act like everybody else. And so one of the cool things before we get into like some of the, you know, jargon breakdown and, and some of the history of the system, like why human design is so cool is what I always say about human design, even about Gene Keys and also about astrology, um, which will come into play here, is that these systems, and for me, I started with human design, it gives us, it gives me, I'll just speak for myself, but my clients often relay this back to me, it gives you this like very aggressive validation of who you are and very emphatic and compassionate permission and encouragement to keep being who you are and to stop trying to be like everybody else. The type of validation that you're getting is not just like, you know, again, let's think about like uh, what you would hear from like a, I don't know, Myers-Briggs test or something like that. Like, oh, you know, you're really enthusiastic about life and you're an extrovert and whatever. Like, it's not like, so it's not, what I'm trying to say is it's not um, vague validation. It's like very specific validation. Like, hey, the way in which you're meant to talk and think is actually exactly like this. Or uh, the way you're meant to like organize your apartment could be more like this. There's something in human design called environment, describes your environment, the way you're best designed to to be in an area, you know? So it's like, it, it's just, it can be very, very validating, uh, which gives us like the relief of, oh my God, I'm not crazy. And I've always wanted to be this way, but I was told that that wasn't okay or that I should be like everyone else. And it says, no, you're designed to be the way that you've always known yourself to be. Here's some languaging to describe that and how to work with it more and how to discover it and dive deeper into it. And uh, please keep being yourself. Please unlearn all the other bullshit. This is the deconditioning process in human design. Please unlearn all this other bullshit that you learned that told you you weren't designed or that or that told that told you you were supposed to be this way that that doesn't feel authentic to you. And please do the thing that feels like it's true to your soul. So that's what I love about human design. That's one of the main reasons I really fell in love with it. Um, one of the validations that I got, which you heard in the first episode, if you um, heard that, was that I, as a manifesting generator, which we'll get into what the heck that is, um, am designed to. Uh, essentially do lots of different things, multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate, and kind of blend all of those seemingly unrelated things together into one. And that working on like a set schedule is incorrect for me. And I need to kind of be able to flow and flow with my energy. And all of that was just so validating at the time. It seems simple, but I had never heard anyone or any personality test or, or even astrology, you know, describe hey, like this thing that feels like it's a core part of your personality, being multi-passionate, I would always describe it as like I'm a renaissance person because I'm like a scientist and an artist or whatever. Um, I've, I had never heard a system tell me that that's actually like really correct for me. So anyway, that's some of the really aggressive and specific validation that 
uh, you get from human design. And, and, and for me, I also believe gene keys. And now that I know more of astrology, also astrology. So speaking of astrology, let's get into the four systems that the human design system draws from so we can have a little bit of a, uh, you know, historical context and also honor the systems that uh, human design borrows from. So the first is astrology. We use astrology to calculate the chart by using our birth time. So just like putting in your birth time into an astrology software, it will give you your astrology chart using your birth time in a human design software. Uh, if you want to use mine, it's mariahenning.com slash chart. It's free. Um, putting in your birth time in that chart or in that in that calculator is what is going to allow you to get your chart. So you don't need to take a test, um, a personality test or anything like that. It's an unchanging uh, imprint, essentially. and un- It's like a screenshot <laughs> of your energy uh, on that exact date and time that you were born. And by the way, if you don't know your exact birth time, I have some uh, resources on that website that I just sent you to, mariahenning.com slash chart. Um, we can talk more about it later if that's something that you guys are you know, that you're curious about, but there are definitely ways to work around not having an exact birth time and still get a really accurate human design chart. So that's the first system that we borrow from astrology. There are even some human design teachers uh, that call human design the new science of astrology. It's just, you could say it's just so astrologically based. Um, The second system that human design borrows from is a system called the I Ching, the I Ching Oracle. Um, The Book of Changes is the subtitle. And it's a 5,000-year-old Chinese divination text that spells out 64 archetypes of human behavior and change that are calculated from combinations of masculine and feminine energy. And each of the 64 archetypes is a unique combination of those yin and yang archetypes. So we have astrology as the system to give us the chart and, and have that be an unchanging thing that we are. And then the I Ching is going to give us some of the languaging around that uniqueness, essentially, and and, and give us some of the yeah, descriptors of our particular energy. Because when we translate those archetypes as just kind of, um, you know, in, in the I Ching, they're not specific to anyone. They're just these wide reaching 64 archetypes of human behavior and change that anyone can relate to. When we put that in the into the human design system, yes, it's still the same. We all have all of the 64 archetypes, we can all relate to them. But astrology is going to tell us which ones are more specific to us in what areas of life. So that's super helpful. From there, we uh, borrow from the chakra system, particularly the Hindu Brahman chakra system, the seven, uh, seven chakra system that a lot of us in the new age spirituality practice think of, the rainbow circles of energy um, or spheres or orbs or however you describe them. Uh, but in the human design system, we take those, we take two of those centers to, or two of those chakras and we split them in two, giving us a total of nine uh, in the human design system. And human design describes those energetic hubs as centers and not chakras. And what's cool about the chakra system, one of the other things that it gives us is that it gives us a general location in the body. I mean, it, once you get into human design, it it's very specific, but 
just thinking of it in a more kind of general bird's eye view way, the the chakra system, the seven center chakra system that we typically think of, those have a place in the body, right? We have the throat chakra. Where is it going to be? The throat. No one's surprised. Um, the root chakra at the base of the spine, those locations translate over to the human design system as well. And you'll find the root center at the base of the spine. You'll find the throat center where your throat is. So that's really helpful from the chakra system. It gives us this languaging to describe energetic hubs in the body and specific placements as to where they are. So you can start to see how we're starting to get into the design of the human. Like we are now putting this energy onto our bodies and trying to understand what in what unique way do we use those archetypes. And then the last system that we're going to look at here is the Kabbalah Tree of Life, uh, which is a teaching essentially on certain spiritual paths that you can take. Um, and specifically what the what the human design system kind of borrowed from that is the idea of connecting the centers together with specific uh, what they're called in human design. They're called channels, but specific like energetic paths. And literally chant like think of it as like a like a like the human design chart looks a lot like a circuit board uh, where there's like centers of energy and then wires <laughs> leading from one energetic center to another. And the visual of what the Kabbalah tree of life looks like is where the human design system got inspiration from in terms of how to connect the centers together and not just have them be kind of floating, um, you know, hubs of energy, but rather static in the body but unique to how each of us move energy between those two those you know archetypal centers so those are the four systems that human design really draws from we're also gonna borrow a little bit from epigenetics and quantum mechanics but we don't necessarily need to get super into that really just epigenetics is kind of what i was describing with this nature versus nurture thing it's like you know human design gives you your nature gives you the energy that you imprinted when you came onto this earth and then depending on how you nurture it <laughs> that will describe how you actually use that energy you were given and epigenetics is the study of how your genes express depending on your environment and lifestyle choices so you know your genes are your nature and your environment and lifestyle choices are your nurture so that's how we borrow from that and then the quantum mechanics piece is just an uh it speaks to the fact that in human design we're not just using the astrology of the day you were born we also use the astrology of 88 degrees which is around 88 days before you were born and we put those two together into the quantum the quantum chart is what it's called so those are the four slash kind of six four ancient systems and two modern systems that human design borrows from in order to create the human design chart or the human design body graph this is where as much as i love and adore audio content a visual is so helpful because you know like there's it would be quite difficult for me to give you like the most accurate picture possible just from pure description audio description of what a human design chart looks like because they are so in depth and and look quite complicated at first honestly like when the, the first time i pulled my chart i pulled it for a course and i just got what i needed for what the course directed me to get which was one tiny thing in, in that chart and i fucking threw the rest of it away because i was like what the fuck am i looking at like this is like uh very complicated 
So if you do want a visual, I mean, just Google human design chart if you want to see any chart, but if you want to see yours and you do know your birth time, go to mariahenning.com slash chart to get it for free. And what you'll see there is, I just want to put this all together for you. You'll see a human-like shape in the center and it's going to have nine big shapes on it. Those are the nine centers. Those nine shapes have channels, have little paths connecting one center to another. Those are called the channels. They come from the Kabbalah. And then on each side of those channels, there will be a number. And those are the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching mapped onto these nine centers of the human design body graph. And if you look at the two columns on each side of that humanoid figure, you'll see the 13 planetary placements that we use in astrology. There are many more, by the way, in astrology, many more than 13 planets and, and planetary influences. But in human design, we just use these 13. Uh, and you'll see them on each side of the chart. And the one on the right side of your chart is the astrology of the day you were born. And the one on the left side of the chart is the astrology of 88 days before you were born. So on the right side, you'll see it in black. Uh, that is described as your conscious energy or your personality. And then on the left side, you'll see it in red. That is described as your unconscious energy or your design. So that is the best breakdown that I could give you of the human design chart um, and giving you the context of the four uh, ancient systems that it draws from and the two modern systems that it kind of fuses together. So it's definitely a synthesis of a lot of different schools of thought and going into each of those I think is useful. Um, I think honoring those systems is important and knowing where, where it comes from. I personally have gotten a lot of value from under really understanding astrology, for example, and I'm feeling uh, I love the gates in human design. And so those come from the I Ching. So I I, um, I feel really drawn to studying the I Ching. I know there's going to be a time where I get in a really intense rabbit hole about it. Um, it's not necessary to to get into all of it, but I think it is really useful and I have found a lot of use from it. So now you might have an understanding of what the heck you're looking at when you look at a human design chart. Like if I had had that kind of description of like, hey man, the, the big shapes are the chakras, they're, the, they're centers of energy, they each have a certain theme and the two columns you see on those sides, that is describing the planets and what I Ching hexagram or gate they are activating. That would have been so helpful and I probably wouldn't have just like, you know, thrown the chart away the first time that I pulled it, which is what I did. So yeah, that's like the body graph explained. Um, and I think you need to understand, like I was saying, those four systems to kind of understand what the heck you're looking at. Maybe wondering um, the history of the system in terms of like when, where it comes from, where it's been around or since when has it been around and specifically it came it was channeled through uh, a guy named Ra Uruhu that was the name he gave himself after his experience in 1987 with the help of some substances he had an encounter with what he describes as the voice for seven or eight days I don't exactly remember the, du the duration of time a very long time where he was kind of taught the system and he spent the rest of his life until he passed away I believe in 2005 continuing to develop the system and teach it and share it, you know, all over the world, creating lots of content, lots of seminars and having all of those seminars transcribed into books, which are the, you know, source material that we have today from the source himself, 
Ra-Uruhu. Um, his background, he's uh, from Canada, and his actual name is Robert Allen. I can never pronounce his last name, Krakow or something like that. Um, but he gave himself the name Ra-Uruhu after his encounter in 1987. So really fascinating backstory. Here's where I'll say that I don't personally go to a ton of source material all of the time. Ra, as a teacher, uh, is kind of a controversial guy and says a lot of crazy stuff um, in his in his um, in his teachings, and it's quite difficult to understand. And a lot of human design source material reads like anatomy textbooks because that's kind of like kind of what we're getting here. We're kind of looking at the body in these very you know, esoteric terms, but very specific and almost scientific and almost kind of like medical terminology. Um, it's very, like I was saying earlier, there's a lot of jargon in the systems. So um, I like to go to source material, but it's not my, it definitely wouldn't be where I send a beginner. I didn't start with source material. I started with teachers that um, had understood and kind of like digested this content um and then after i had a, a basic and foundational understanding of the system kind of like what i'm trying to give you here then i was like okay well now i have a context of what the heck i'm kind of looking for and i can take that to source which is very convoluted and there's just a lot of information and i can start to filter and sift for what i'm trying to find what I'm trying to, to, to go deeper on. So for me, my human design study is now I have like uh, over the last couple of years of studying the system, I have a really great understanding of the overview and all of the possible things that I could start looking into. And I go to uh, lots of different teachers and I go to source too, but with the understanding of the context of where it's coming from, if that makes any sense. So that is the all the backstory that I think you need on the human design system. If you're curious about the history of how it came to be and the systems that it borrows from in order to receive the product of the system, which is the human design chart. And now I just want to share some of the things that you can learn from your human design um, that are life changing. And, and, and if it's appropriate, if, if it comes up naturally, I'll share maybe some of my own human design learnings and and things I've gotten from, yeah, studying the system and, and experimenting with it for so long as we go through. Um, speaking of experimenting, that's actually what the human design, besides it being the science of differentiation, the other kind of name for human design is the experiment or the, the human design experiment. And that speaks to this idea that, yes, learn the theory, learn, you know, either from a teacher that has digested this content before or from source, great learn the source material, but then experiment with it. Then try it on. See if it actually resonates with you. See how you um, tend to experience your nurtured human design in your life. It's not about just taking this on and believing it as this is exactly how it's going to show up for me and kind of this gospel truth that is, you know, unchanging. It's actually really important for you to take on this information and play with it in your life and see, yeah, how, how, yeah, essentially to experiment with it, try it out, test it out, think like a scientist and see what the results of that experiment are, and then continue testing and tweaking and changing as you continue along your journey into using human design for your self-development, personal discovery, spiritual growth, whatever it is that you're using your human design for. So human design an experiment, the science of differentiation. What can you learn from human design? So there's three 
really important things that you'll hear often in the human design system, which is type, strategy, and authority. Well, we might dive into deeper things. I'm more excited about this podcast being a little bit more conversational, not so much teachy. So I don't know that I'll teach aggressively like I am, I am in this episode on some of the countless other topics that human design gets into. But yeah, we'll get into them in more casual ways. But for today, I want to give you a breakdown of what type strategy and authority are and why they are the foundations of the human design experiment. So just like in Myers-Briggs, there's 16 different archetypes and in astrology, there's 12 different zodiac signs. There's a similar top top level, you know, the biggest umbrella level, so to speak, in the human design system too, and that is type. Depending on who you're learning from, you'll find people describe it as four different types or five different types. I like to go with five, acknowledging that one of those types is a blend of two others. And type is, you know, it's it's energy type. It describes your aura, describes generally the, the big kind of archetype of how your energy works. And each of those types has a way in which they're meant to navigate the world and, and kind of take action, so to speak, on important things, which is called strategy. And so what's really helpful about that is that not only do you get a really helpful descriptor of, of your overall kind of vibe, essentially, of who you are and how you kind of move in the world, each of each of those gives you or depending on what you are, it gives you exactly how you're meant to use that energy most effectively and and and, and navigate and take action in the world, which is really, really fun. So um, that is type. That gives us strategy, like I was saying. So it gives you the way in which you're meant to take action in the world. And then the other thing that we have that we place a lot of focus on in the human design world is authority. Authority is really helpful because it gives you essentially the the lowdown on how you are meant to make decisions that are best designed for you. And that was so helpful to me because, and I think for everyone, honestly, that has ever found um, human design, because it's so helpful to know, like, how do I make a decision? Like, there's so many ways that we're taught in the world to make decisions, either make a pro and con list or do a cost-benefit analysis. One of my little brothers is like a huge, we call him the min-max god because he just like tries to find any way to to maximize like any sort of, you know, to, to essentially get the best like outcome of his cost-benefit analysis. And it's just a very, it's a thing that he's very good at. Um, and also that's not necessarily how everyone's meant to make decisions. And what's cool about authority in human design is that everyone has a unique way to make their own decisions. The way that I make decisions is going to be different than 50% of the rest of the world, which is cool. So, um, and then it gets even more granular after that. So overall, when we look at the human design system, you're either going to fall under one of those five big categories of energetic type. That's going to give you some really helpful granular understanding of who you are and how you're meant to like, essentially thrive in the world. You get strategy, which gives you how you're meant to take action. And then you get authority, which is how you're meant to make decisions. And so that's why in in the human design system, the kind of joke of it all that I always say is it's so intensely detailed. There is so much information in this chart. We could literally pull a chart to understand how you sleep at night and also, it's actually not necessary because if you use just your strategy and authority, you will get to everything that you desire in this life because the the math is simple. It's like if you take action in the way you're, you're designed to take 
the best action. And if you make decisions the way you're best designed to make decisions, then of course you're going to be led to the exact right things for you at the exact right time because you're literally following how you're designed to just move and and choose in the world, which is just so nice. So those are the five, or those are the the three, I was thinking of type. Those are the three kind of main things that you want to understand about yourself when you start doing your human design journey. But that's kind of the bedrock. That's kind of the foundation. I mean, if you, once you get into human design, you'll find, you know, you might start to want to play with the gates and the centers and the channels and the planets and all of that. But always, always, always come back to your strategy and authority, which is, again, the teaching that we always hear in the human design system, but it really works for a reason. Come back to how your energy is best designed to make choices, make decisions, and then take action in the world. So that is all of the context that I wanted to give you on the human design system. We're actually not going to get into all the types and strategies and definitely not all the authorities in this episode. We might get into them in later, later on, but I actually wanted to give you the context of the system as a whole and not necessarily the teachings of that system. The teachings are the, this is your type and this is your strategy and this is your authority and this is your incarnation cross and all the other things that we can get to. Again, I know the teachings will will come up for sure the more that we chat on here. And I've created lots of content on the teachings if you check out my Instagram at by Maria Henning. But I specifically, for this the intentions of right now where I'm at in this podcast, I wanted to give you a foundational understanding of the system of human design as a whole which is this synthesis of all these other systems that gives us this manual of how our human was designed. And yeah, and 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 the other part of that is like that it's the foundation that I really lean on for, uh, but just really for the basics for myself, like type, strategy, and authority. I mean, maybe not the basics. I definitely get into way deeper stuff, but in particular where I'm at in my life and my interest and my study and, and the, the thought leadership that I'm developing, I'm actually a lot more focused on the gene keys. So we're going to get into the gene keys in the whole the whole next episode, like I was saying earlier. Um, but the gene keys borrows from human design. And so to understand gene keys, you kind of have to understand human design. I mean, I know that there's people that just look at the gene keys and don't look at human design. That's totally a perfect path. I like to focus on both, just like how I was saying that I have understood so much more about human design from understanding the centers and the like, or, or rather the the systems it borrows from, so like the chakras in that in that case. But you know the I Ching astrology, it's the same with Gene Keys. I get so much more from Gene Keys from understanding human design. Um, I started my journey with human design. That was actually the first system that I knew about. I I only knew human design for the first year, so from 2019 to 2020. Like I was saying in my story episode. And then it was through doing my coaching certification in human design and gene keys that I discovered gene keys. I didn't really, I didn't know what the fuck gene keys was, to be honest, when I was, uh, like when I took that, when I, when I enrolled in that certification, I was more interested in the human design part, but then I actually ended up falling in love with gene keys so much more. It resonates even deeply. I mean, human design already resonates aggressively. So I was surprised to find a system that I loved even more, um, than human design. So, um, so yeah, and, and I'll just say this with the gene keys, we're mostly just focused on the gates of human design, which are the archetypes or the hexagrams of the I Ching. So understanding all of those together makes me a better gene keys teacher. Um, so yeah, that is the foundational and historical context of the human design system. If I were to wrap it up in a bow for you again, cause I, I do that a lot and, um, 
uh, I, I think I've tried to wrap it up in a bow a couple of times already in this podcast episode, but just to finish out, human design is a synthesis of other esoteric systems that gives you your manual to how your energy works. And at the very foundations of that manual, it gives us the flavor of your aura, which is your type. Each of those flavors has a certain strategy to navigate and take action around the world. And then specific to you, you're going to have your own unique authority in terms of how you make decisions. And that is like the foundation of my life, (laughs) you know, is understanding my body and my energy and like how my aura wants to move throughout the world and how it interacts with others. I just, yeah, I lean on that so much from the human design system. So that's human design. Some other things you can get into in the world of human design, if you're curious about, because I like to give you I want you to know what's possible with the system. Um, there are many other things. We uh, One of the things that I first got into as well was the incarnation crosses in human design, which gives you your um, purpose essentially in life. Um, there's all of the kind of really granular, um, almost like health stuff, which is called PHS, literally primary health system, which can give you your determination, which is how you're meant to take in food and information. So like digestion, eating, literally your environment, which is cool. There is the flip side of that, which is more about your psychology. So how you're motivated or how you're, how you see the world, that's motivation and perspective. Um, If you really study your unique mechanics a lot, which would be to get really granular on understanding your specific centers and how they are defined and connected to other centers through what gates and what channels, that would give you a ton of information about who you are. Um, If you look at the planets that you have, or we all have all 13 planets, but if you see the gates that each of those activate, that would give you so much more information in the human design system. The planets are sort of like these teachers and they teach us a certain thing they express this certain thing and and depending on the eaching archetype that is activated by that planet will give you a lot of information about who you are um and how you and how you move around the world so these are some really granular topics that you can get into that's really exciting there are people that have training in human design that use it for relationship coaching for example because you can see how one person's energy interacts with another which is cool there are people that use it for the health stuff like i was saying maybe they're health coaches or nutritionists or things like that um there's definitely a lot to say about um business success strategy and you know profit potentials, I think is, is how it's described in human design and like human design business teachings um, to give you insight on how to best bring your gifts into something like an entrepreneurial venture and, and how to best make money through it. So human design, like, you know, we, we I talked a lot about kind of some, I mean, I said it was jargony and that I was going to make it simple. It's still actually kind of hard to make human design simple um, if you want to understand it at a certain level of depth uh, and practicality. But um, yeah, like even with, you know, like, yeah, like I was saying, like putting all these things together, like astrology, I Ching, you know, Kabbalah, whatever, like it sounds all complicated, but then you get to this and you get to this chart, which also looks complicated at first, but then you can apply it to these, into these really practical outlets uh, in the world, which is really, really cool and really, really helpful. So, you know, human design, you know, subtitle, a complex system that gives you simple, practical actions to take, essentially. So 
that's everything I wanted to say about the human design system. Um, I have something for you. I have a free masterclass that walks you through visually a lot of what I just described and gives you even more context into the human design system that's called the manual. And it's totally free and you'll find it linked below. And also after you pull your chart, if you ever use my software to pull your chart, uh, which is mariahenning.com slash chart, you'll also get that, that masterclass there. At this exact second of recording, it hasn't been released yet, but if you're listening to this at any point in the future, I'm almost certain that's already out and it's free and it's available to you and you can go ahead and sign up for that, again, using the link in the show notes or just if you pull your chart, mariaheading.com slash chart, you'll find it after that. So if you want to look and get a more visual picture of everything that I just described, that's a great masterclass to start off with. Um, And depending on where I'm at in the world and what time you're listening to this, I might be offering readings where I would be able to decode for you what your human design chart means. So if that's, if that's the case, you'll find it just by DMing me on Instagram over at by Maria Henning on Instagram. So again, if you're listening to this in five years time, I can't say that I'm still offering readings. Um, but maybe somewhere in between I might be. So just DM me and we can chat about getting you some someone like me who's been doing this for a while to synthesize your chart for you and give you a translation of what the heck it all means. So that's it for this episode of Shortcuts to Mastery, episode number two in the books, Introduction to Human Design. Go check out episode three for the Gene Keys, the system that currently I'm in love with and will continue to develop. And I'm actually developing even further right now in my Gene Keys reader training that's coming out very soon, the Master Key. Check out that episode for that, where we're going to borrow and really lean on some of the things that we learned today in this human design episode. And that's it. All right. See you next time. All right, my friend. Thanks for joining me on another ride aboard the Shortcuts to Mastery spaceship. You can get started on your human design and Jinkies journey with me today for free by going to mariahenning.com chart, which is linked below. If you're a visuals lover, as well as an audiophile, then definitely join the party over on Instagram at bymariahenning for lots of fun and beautiful educational content and to tag me in the stories with the episodes you listen to so I can repost you. And of course, if you're here, you know it totally rocks for podcasts to receive great ratings. So if you're feeling warm and fuzzy and want to share, I'd be eternally grateful. I can't wait to connect again. Thanks for being here. And until next time, here's to everything going easier, better, and faster than expected.